This episode of Into the Wild is sponsored by Leica Sport Optics. It's well known and proven that connecting with wildlife and nature can improve your overall well-being. So why would you not want to turn it up a notch by getting to see things even closer and clearer with a set of binoculars? It's what I have done and I've not looked back. I can't recommend enough checking out the range of optics that Leica have to offer. A great range of kit with superb optics and they even have payment plans if you don't have the cash up front. I wouldn't shout about a company on the show that I haven't used or been impressed by, and it's important to me that companies we are partnered with have the same values as Into the Wild, which is why I'm proud to give them five thumbs up. If you want to check out more of Leica's range, then visit their website that can be found in the write-up of this episode. And now, on with the show. Hello everyone and welcome to Into the Wild, your weekly podcast all about wildlife, conservation and nature. I am your host, Ryan Dalton. Thanks for clicking play on the last podcast of 2022. Yep, that's it. This is the last one of the year. But before we get onto that, I hope you're all well. It got a bit cold in England, didn't it? We had snow in London, as many other parts of the UK, last Sunday, or two Sundays ago as this comes out. And as I record this on the Friday, it's still here. That never happens in London. It's been like minus temperatures all week. And I've got to say, as cold as it is and hazardous as it is, it has been really nice to have some normal winter seasonal weather. <laughs> right, on to the last episode of the year. Now, nerds, this is so cringe for me. I didn't know what to do for the last episode. And throughout the year, quite often when I've tweeted or Instagrammed, who would you like to hear from? What topics would you like to hear about? We've often got replies, DMs and things like this that says, Ryan, it'd be great to have an episode where you are interviewed. And I was like, (laughs) it's so egotistical. I would hate that on my own show to be interviewed. It just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it. And then something fell through and we didn't have an episode for Monday today so oscar said why don't you do the episode with you being interviewed finally and i was like fine i'll do it so i picked two people to interview me two very good friends of me uh, friends of me friends of mine that i love dearly uh lucy hodson aka lucy lapwing and Chantel Lindsay. now i'm gonna say this from the get-go It's a bit of an ego massage, this episode for me. Lucy and Chantel are lovely people, my friends, and they did say a lot of nice things about me. And I'm happy to platform that. (laughs) But just, I'm sorry that it sounds so arrogant that I'm putting this out there. Also, we did have a few tech issues with some audio, so I do apologize if the audio is inconsistent throughout this episode. That's all. So this episode, before I say that, I just want to say thank you so much to every single goddamn person that has listened to an episode, shared an episode, that has been on the show, that has tipped us on Kofi, our our account, that has bought some merchandise, that has just all round supported Into the Wild in 2022. It has been a wild journey going to Namibia twice, making a film... I'm talking to people from rewilding organizations, live at Global Bird Fair, talking to people like George Mombio this year. It's just every single month has been insane, but I have absolutely adored it. And it's been a pleasure uh, in 2022, uh, amongst the sh- that this country and this planet has been under, to 
host a bit of light wildlife relief and um, informative chat. So uh, I just want to thank you for being on that journey with me. Uh, 2023, we we will be back. However, after March, there's going to be some changes. Ooh, that's all I'm going to say. All I'm going to say, just brace yourself for some changes from Into the Wild coming probably spring 2023. So yeah, thank you very much. This episode is a chat with me. It's just a chat with me. Enjoy. Oh, geez, I need to smash my wine glass. Um, We'll start there. Hello. Welcome to the last episode of Into the Wild for 2023. Two. I just just wish an entire year away. (laughs) That's a bad omen for next year. Welcome to the last episode of Into the Wild for 2022. This is a, a weird one for me. And it is probably going to be a weird one for everyone listening because I'm not asking any questions today. I'm answering questions. A few of you have asked when I've asked people, what would you like to hear from? We've had quite a few DMs or replies saying, an episode with you, Ryan, would be interesting to hear more about you or your views, which sounds so egotistical and horrible. And if it's one thing we don't need is another white man's opinions and views expressed on a podcast. (laughs) 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 But here we are. (laughs) but here we are it's the episode where i've been interviewed so i was like who should i get to do this and i thought i'm gonna get two people to support each other as two people that don't host a podcast as far as i'm aware uh so they're in it together and it is Chantel Lindsay and lucy hodson thank you both so much for agreeing to do this um i would ask you both first of all how are you Chantel? you well i'm well my darling um just feeling a bit like I'm very ready for the festive period yes. stop working basically that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm ready for a vacant period <laughs> yeah I'll sound nice I make it sound really nice but yeah I just I want to stop working to be honest if that's all right <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you're well you do look very Christmassy you look like you're in a Christmas tree bauble like do the entire I? room you're in looks like <laughs> it's like you've fallen into Santa's brain. <laughs> it's like my little, yeah, it's like my little disco ball. It is, yeah. It's very silver. I'm here for it. Um, it's actually pink. Can I just correct? Oh, is it? Okay, it's pink. not pink on the camera. <laughs> no, but it is pink because I okay. love pink. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lucy, how are you? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, just about starting to recover from the hangover from the weekend previous <laughs> to this last one. Which was <laughs> <laughs> Like I mean, I'm clearly ago. fine. I'm drinking wine, again, <sighs> so I'm all right. <laughs> Although I did have a wobbly week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a nice way to put it. A wobbly week. A wobbly that week. Was a bit delicate. Um, well, thank yeah. you both for coming on to do this to interview me. I'm just going to hand over to you both. You can introduce anything, or you can just go over question. I'm just going to sit back and let you both take over. Enjoy. Oh, crikey! It feels like I've handed over to <laughs> the supply teacher. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Keep you know, control the class, of the class. The class just goes absolute. Sh- this is it. <laughs> I bet yeah. you'd be one of those really naughty students as well, wouldn't you? In class, Ryan, I bet you'd be one of them that wind them up. I was actually dead quiet in school up until about the age of like 14. And then when I really got tall, I got confident. <laughs> That's the way it happens. The, way it happens. the taller you are, the more confident you have to be. <laughs> I can imagine that. I kind of wanted to, this kind of rolls in very nicely. I was doing some nice, you're going to cringe at this, Ryan, but I was doing some nice research on you. Um, And I typed in Ryan Dalton. And did you know that there is another Ryan Dalton that lives in Ohio? And he's also a comedian. Yeah. 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 And we get tagged in things all the time. (laughs) 
I was like, did Ryan just like steal his identity or <laughs> other way around? I'm not really sure. <laughs> he's but, actually, I will actually say this, he's funnier than me as well. I've seen his stuff. Oh, stop. That's yeah. very objective. Um, and I just wanted to read out this quote that I found about you. Um, oh, God. <laughs> and I was like, this is Ryan in a nutshell. <laughs> Get ready, Lucy. So, Ryan Dalton, whose quick-witted, cheeky, and sometimes naughty stories are performed with an aggressive charm. <laughs> Ryan brings his frustrations to the audience, whether it be stories of uncomfortable dealings with the public or tales of the tricky guests during his time working as a zookeeper. He tells his stories with the pent-up anger of a criminal, yet the voice <laughs> of an angel. <laughs> I forgot that was written. <laughs> oh my God, that's perfection. <laughs> That's not the perfect intro to your own like podcast episode. I don't know what. Yeah, it is. I should have put that in the intro of every podcast. Right, yeah. anger of a criminal. Yeah, get the voice yeah. of an angel. And uh, on that note, were you inspired to use your voice of an angel to create a podcast? Why was I inspired? Yeah, by your own voice. What was the inspiration? The inspiration was just, uh, it, it was just boredom, like because comedy got taken away. So the two things I had was obviously the dog walking business. Not the two things I had. That sounds depressing. <laughs> the only two things I had. I've got nothing left. <laughs> I've got nothing left. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, so we run, uh, Christina and I run the professional dog walking company. And then I was doing stand-up. So I'd be gigging like three or four nights a week around the UK. And then occasionally going to Ireland, like maybe four times a year. But then January and then February of 2020 hit. And then it like kind of, you just watched your diary disappear. Like everyone did across many sectors, especially the creative world. Things were just getting cancelled, cancelled, cancelled. And you're like, so what am I going to do for money? Like, what the hell are we going to do? And then when lockdown officially got put in, obviously there were there was zero gigs. There was a few online stuff, but I really didn't like fall into that. I just, it wasn't my, I talked to the audience a lot and I just found it a bit too cringe. So I was like, well, I'd already kind of run the podcast a little bit, but in a very different format. I was like, well, maybe this is a good time to start talking to some like well-known wildlife people. So I gave Steve Backshaw a shout on Twitter just to see if he'd come on. And he just straight away went, yeah, all right. And I was like, oh, Okay, that's do. how yeah, as you do. I was like, that's how how much time people have at the moment. So I got Steve on, and then just kind of started to snowball it from there, and and talk to more people because everyone had no one had anything to do, like everything was stopped. So you mm. could really abuse the blue tick power on Twitter and just go for all these nature people, and then and then you just keep met. I kept meeting more and more people, so that's how I started it. And I just wanted to have these conversations about wildlife, about conservation. I guess I'd had a bit of a break from it myself with comedy, although I read a lot and kept myself immersed in that world. I hadn't been as active so it's kind of a nice opportunity for me to dive back into it as well and, and start having these conversations with people so that's how it started it's, it's a shame to say it started through boredom but <laughs> it really did <laughs> I love that that's when creativity shines though isn't it when, when you're just bored out of your mind sometimes those kind of moments of inspiration come down exactly. oh, brilliant oh they I really like that do. You remember Sham when you first spoke to to Ryan? Yeah, it was. Um, it's, this links us all actually because it was after my first appearance on Springwatch, and it was the episode mm. with Penny Frith, yes. and we were doing um, yeah, sort of like recap of what we've been doing in the episode. So that was when my journey with Ryan started. What was yours? Twenty twenty one. No, it was twenty twenty, wasn't it? Was it twenty twenty? You were on. You were on quite early. I swear you were in like the first fifteen episodes or one of them. Oh my god, an OG. Me or Chantel? You were, Lucy. Yeah, no, it was. I think we were both wrong when we did it. (laughs) (laughs) 
we were definitely both drinking. We were talking before. There's a recurring theme here. You were actually, Lucy, you were on it back in the day when I didn't even do it on Zoom. I was doing it on loudspeaker on phone. Yeah, I was, yeah. Because I remember it was a really sunny day and it was the evening and I had a beer. I just remember that. Hadn't you just gone viral for the, on that bee video when you fed a bee off your hand? (laughs) God's oh sake. my gosh. <laughs> and I asked you about that and you were like, oh, f***ing <laughs> hell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Uh, we're supposed to be asking you questions and you've already started asking us questions. Again, See, so yeah, host, okay. sorry, I'm going to shut up. Ask me a question. <laughs> okay. We're on a night out now and you're having a chat with somebody and it came up that you to do a podcast and they said, okay, tell me your hottest wildlife fact. What's something absolutely mind-blowing and mad that you've learned? throughout the course of the podcast from interviewing people. What's the first thing that comes to mind? Go. It's, I literally did this yesterday to someone. It was that there are over 400,000 species of beetle in the world. And that's such a high number that it means that one in five living things on the planet is a beetle. Whoa. Bam. It's just so easy Bam. to remember. And it just blows yeah. my mind. And that's thanks to Ash Whiffin yeah. for telling me that. And it just, Ash it me, yes, yes. <laughs> it made me laugh because like when she told me my brain did this thing going, there was five of us around the dinner table last night. Does that mean one of us was a beetle? <laughs> <laughs> Which obviously that's not how that works. <laughs> it's kind of like, there needs to be a word for it, doesn't it? So there's the, you've heard of the theory of carcination, haven't you? No. I'm going to absolutely butcher this scientifically. So apologies to any evolutionary biologists who are listening. But the theory of carcination, as far as I understand it, is that the form of a crab is so evolutionarily, and that's not a word, perfect, that it keeps like re-evolving in different forms and in diff- completely different unrelated groups of animals. So you get like, um, like crab spiders and like just the crab is just so perfect that evolution just keeps going, mm, yeah. Give me another crab. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what drunk men are doing. Then they're, they're not drunk. They're evolving into a crab and walking sideways. It's <laughs> happening. Like, sure, it's just perfect. Um, <laughs> and there needs to be something like that, but for beetles, because evolution's like, yeah, give me another, another beetle, yeah. give another, me another, another one, just another one. <laughs> you get a beetle. You get a. You beetle. get a beetle. <laughs> 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 oh god that's mad that is, oh, that is blowing my mind i'm gonna to have to sit here like after this podcast and be like oh my god it's insane when you start thinking of stuff like that it's just like just anything like how many types there are how many species you're just like before over four hundred thousand. it's like jesus like wind your neck in beals <laughs> <laughs> calm down calm down <laughs> Isn't there like a giraffe necked beetle? Is it a beetle yes. or is it? I mean, oh probably. God. There's 400,000. There's probably. <laughs> <laughs> so there's anything, anything, anything you want from a beetle, it's there. <laughs> so you've spoken to, how, do you know how many people you've spoken to? Oh, Christ. On your podcast. Um, I can quickly have a look. Let me have a look how many episodes we've done. Obviously, done over 100. We have because <laughs> I don't remember the 100th, <laughs> but we did do 100, didn't we? We're now on. That was bad. <laughs> Did I tell you what I had for tea that night? For people listening, we're referencing referencing drunk natural history. <laughs> yes, I didn't have drunk. tea that night. Celebrate. No, I don't think I did um, either. No, I I'd been on like a really long walk or something, I think, and I was starving. And then I had like two minutes and I was like, I'm gonna prioritize getting beers for the podcast <laughs> rather than food. So obviously that had an effect because I was more why does it always come back to being drunk? 
Um, Hello. So I just, I had just for tea afterwards, I was so panicked. You know, when you're so hungry, like you panic. I just had an entire tin of mushy peas to myself. Yes. Oh my, I think I remember you saying that. I love you for that. I love you for that. <laughs> and we've done 132 Brilliant. episodes. So this, wow. this episode we're doing now is the 133rd. So, wow. I mean, that doesn't mean 132 people because there's been several episodes with multiple guests. So I Rabbi. imagine maybe about 150 people. Oh my gosh. That's, that's mad. absolutely amazing. Oh Ryan, God. you're a bit of a legend in the game, hun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very sore throat. <laughs> And what are your, what are some of your highlights? Is there any, that have kind of like any episodes that stood out, any, any people without, you know, obviously everyone's amazing. Do you know what makes this like this? Because I get asked that a lot. Whenever people talk about the podcast, they go like, so what, what episodes were your favourite or what ones stand out? But the, the reason why that's hard to answer for two reasons is obviously because every guest has brought something completely different to the show. Um, but the other thing is that because we're a weekly show, you kind of, you don't have time to absorb the episode unless you're in it live there in, in that moment and you have that chat. I very rarely get the chance to listen to them back because by the time that one's out, I'm working on the next one. So sometimes I have to sit there and actually go, I'm going to I'm going to go back and listen to like some of the episodes that we've done or I, I, I recall a funny moment from it. So I'll go, I'll go back and I remember roughly when that uh, moment was. But I think there are some ones that really stood out to me. So like when we first started doing Into the Foliage, which I will say, we never announced this, we've stopped doing Into the Foliage because Jan got too busy and she had too much going on. But it was such a such a lovely thing to be able to record with Jan and talk about the plant world a bit more. So recording with Leif Burzweden and Ali McKernan talking about orchids and fungi on two separate episodes. They were just so funny, those episodes. And so from a science communication perspective, angle they, it was so clear to understand what both guests were saying and and for us to learn that and also to laugh about it with the stories and it was just it was just such two very fun episodes to do so those two really stand out to me i really enjoy doing the nature room 101s like every single one of them have been funny yeah. have been an opportunity to rant complain discuss debate so yeah they, they've been really good and then obviously We've done episodes um, since Beyond the Trigger came out. We've done episodes in Namibia, which Oscar and I are quite proud about how they've come out. We've done it as a very, very different to our normal, just one-on-one interview style. We've interviewed numerous people throughout one episode and we've kind of done it like a fluid storytelling podcast instead. So it tells more of a story. Listening to those back, I I really enjoy them. They're they're really cool. That's been a highlight for me because it shows that you you can do more with this platform than just a one-on-one interview. So when it first started, you're like, I'll just interview people and just ask questions and stuff like that. But as it's grown, it's like, oh, there's actually more room here. We can actually do more stuff. You can tell a story in 40 minutes and tell a good chunk of a story as well. So that, that they've been really fun to do. They've been a highlight. That's super cool. Oh. Like when did you? I bet when you started, you never thought you'd do a podcast in Namibia. No. 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 I still no. don't. Like, I remember halfway through planning Beyond the Trigger, I remember Christina just looking at me going, what the f- is going on? I went, I don't know. I don't know. She said, why do you do it? Like, she said, I'm so proud of you. She said, but you do this, you get an idea and you can't put it down until it's done. And I was like, I know. And, and I was like, stressed doing COVID tests, ready to go. I was like, I didn't think we we're going to get money to do it. Like you, you kind of like, it's like dream big or go home, but then you dream big and it's like, okay, but you don't go home. You now go to Namibia. It's like, oh, so it's, yeah, it's just been mad. Uh, yeah, not even just the destination, like the, the the topic you're covering. I wouldn't have believed anyone if they said you're going to be talking about this 
in, uh, yeah, it was just insane. It's just insane that that's a route that's gone down, I think. That's so good. I don't know, it makes me feel, like, feel proud for you and like, feel like Aww. pride. It's just really like, yeah. Don't, because we'll all just cry on the podcast. <laughs> Should we get emotional? Hey, sorry to interrupt the episode, Nature Nerds. It's Ryan, your host here. I just want to give you a quick shout out about something. Into the Wild always aims to be a free show, accessible for everyone. However, running it is not free. If you would like to support Into the Wild and say thanks, then you can do so by visiting ko-fi.com forward slash into the wild pod. The link is in the write up of this episode. By doing this and buying us a coffee, you are helping the future of Into the Wild. Thanks very much, and back onto the show. Can I can I ask you a question? Please do. So so for me, part of part of the the brilliant thing in getting to know you and becoming your friend in the last literally since the first time we chatted on your podcast, mm. we've become really good friends. I dare say. Absolutely, no, no, absolutely. <laughs> when I first started listening to Into the Wild, you know what's what what I find really stands out about it, and what really appealed to me, and what I loved about it was that it was informal. It was silly. Mm. It was really humorous because obviously that's where your talent lies. Um, and it just brought that kind of, uh, yeah, that informality to an area that can often be treated to be really like stuffy and serious mm. and dry and, yeah. you know, scientific. But you still kept the science and the interestingness, but just had that loveliness. But I think, you know, what comes across mostly is, is kind of joy and humor in your work but I suppose you've you've touched on some really sensitive topics and some really controversial topics and some really kind of pointy ones and then some that are really quite like painful in terms of you know we're dealing with the natural world here and everything's a little bit yeah so what else has this podcast made you feel are there any particular moments where you felt other than you know humorous and taking the how else has it made you feel things um it's definitely changed my perspective on a lot of things since like if I go from 2021 to like now I I don't I don't even look at conservation in the same way that I did when I was in 2020. So that's what two and a half years and it's completely different. Um, it's, there's been so many episodes, like you said, like we've tackled challenging topics and I've, and I will say with that, I've spoken to challenging people, you know, I've had a hunter on the show, well, a gamekeeper or someone that works in that region. Now I, that I was, I remember talking to you about that chat and I'm not saying anything about bad about that episode or that guest because it was a respectful, lovely chat, but it was still scary for me because I, I had to interview someone that I knew I was on the opposite end of the fence to. So it's brought all these, I don't know, it's it's made me realise that if, if you're just not a you can have a chat. You can just have a chat, right? And it's, I think that's something that's, and I'm not putting myself on a pedestal here, but I think it is something that is not done enough in this industry or this sector to just go we can all put our egos down and have a chat we don't have to overcomplicate every topic every situation with our own emotion um emotion is important in all of this because it's why we're doing it but it, it shouldn't rule all the conversations all the debates because when you do that you don't actually step forward you just remain in your bubble in your area going i don't like xyz or i'm happy with us doing xyz i don't want to move forward so i think it's it's made me realize going everyone is is fine <laughs> yes there's things that are going on that i'm not happy with but just treat each other like it sounds so cliche <laughs> but just treat each other with respect and don't expect to be lied to have trust in each other like i don't think there's many people that i've spoken to that have just come on the podcast and outright lied knowing they're lying I don't think that's actually happened. Even people that I disagree with, <laughs> I don't think that's happened. So I'm willing to give that 
and listen to. And by listening to it does not mean you're platforming that opinion or expression. It means you're just willing to go, well, let's have this conversation. So there've been hard chats. I've literally finished. I've had to walk away and go for a walk afterwards and go, I need to do some thinking. Or Lucy, you've had voice notes from me. Like, and other guests, like close friends, have had voice notes where I'm like, I don't know what to think. (laughs) And... But it is, it's really hard because you're constantly challenging yourself. And by inviting a guest on the show, why would I not believe what they're saying? So therefore, I have to listen to it and then go away and, and think about it and, and potentially research or look to investigate into that further, which I guess is where the trophy hunting thing, especially with Beyond the Trigger and stuff, came in. But um, it's certainly changed my outlook on especially UK conservation, especially UK conservation mm. and Western conservation, I think. Mm. Mm. It's, it's massively changed my outlook on it and i think it's all just been made so complicated where actually a lot of these things could just be more civilized <laughs> that's what it is isn't it it's like you must have such like a more open mind and broad perspective of things having spoken to so many people with so many differing experiences and opinions etc cetera, etc cetera. so that's what that's what we need to do isn't it just talk to each other maybe we all the world just needs a massive podcast just uh, maybe that's what the UN needs to we'll do. We'll call just... it Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it can honestly, go wrong. It is, but it is that, I think it's such an easy thing to say, to say, we'll just talk to each other. But for you guys now, and you don't have to say anything here, and the listeners, think about someone that you really don't agree with. It could be anyone, anyone on the planet. Now, actually think about sitting down and listening to them, not talking with them, but listening to them. Now, again, I'm not putting myself on a pedestal when I say I've had to do that. The podcast has made me have to do that. I haven't chosen to do that, like topics that we've gone into. So when we did the UK bird crime, you know, I spoke to ornithologists, I spoke to rangers from the RSPB, and then when we released them, pressures from other people in the world said, you should be talking to gamekeepers. So I was like, well, now I have to. I don't have a choice. They're right. I don't have to be balanced. I'm not the BBC. I can actually talk about what I want to who I want. And that's fine because it's my show. But in the world of science communication, I want to be more balanced and I want to hear things out for my own brain as well. So to actually put yourself listening to something that you don't like, if you actually start to think about that, regardless of who it was, it could be an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend, for God's sake. Like Imagine just like listening to them and you're not allowed to like challenge. It's easy to say, but it's fucking hard. But and it's why we don't like to do it because it's easier to just to think we're all we're right. So <laughs> mm. that's exactly it though. That's why when you asked me, I don't know about you, Lisa, but when you asked me to do this, I was like, it's not easy to just interview someone point blank. And you're someone <laughs> who I love and someone who's a friend, you know what I mean? So I can't mm. imagine mm. having to kind of like sit there and interview and listen, like you said, because we can all just talk and ask each other questions, but actually listening and taking it in and actually, yeah, kind of forming opinions of what they said is actually really hard. So hats off to you because bloody hell, yeah. You well, saying that, like, oh, yeah. imagine someone. I don't know if I could. I, this is what I mean. And, and do you know what? I, I, I think, again, I'm, I'm, I will bring it back to Beyond the Trigger because I only bring it back because of the post-conversations after the film. So interviewing people for that was intimidating because I'd never interviewed someone one like actually in person and I never interviewed someone that English wasn't first language so you had all these barriers to kind of overcome and kind of get used to as a host but then the conversations afterwards what I found is people don't consider this just ability to be able to listen to other people it's this instant especially when it's an emotive topic regardless of what it is it's this instant prove it why 
I don't believe it. And it's like, give them a chance. You don't have to like it. And by, like I said, by platforming it is not advocating anything. You are platforming an angle. I mean, look, and again, I'm look at the things that Louis Farouk has interviewed about. Mm. <laughs> and again, I'm not putting myself up there with Louis Farouk. But what I'm saying is like someone can go to the... Ri- <laughs> Someone can go to the darkest areas. He is very tall. And we do have similar hair. (laughs) Now we do. Um, You you can go to the darkest kind of areas from where we were talking about extreme racism to weird cultural lifestyles and really get to the depths of it without saying, I agree and love all of this. You're just learning about something. So I, I think when you put your mindset more into that, it becomes quite addictive after a while because you're like, oh, I want to be challenged. You know, if they say that doing this, releasing 80 million pheasants a year is not a bad thing, I want to I want to go and see that it's not bad. Yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if you're telling me it's not, all right. You really put your money where your mouth is with that, didn't you? Because didn't you go to Game Fair? Yeah. What was oh, that God, like? I stood out like... <laughs> I mean, I was like... <laughs> didn't you make quite an effort to stand out? <laughs> yeah, I li- I looked like an erection at an old folks' home. Like, I just was not naturally meant to be there. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, I was in a Hawaiian shirt with a T-shirt underneath that said, Vegan Babe. <laughs> And like, I was the only one not in tweed and there were children there. <laughs> and I dogs. Wish, I, wish, I wish the podcast could somehow communicate your face as you said that. <laughs> that would be called television. Um, well, we, we are recording the video. I could share it as a yeah. clip. Um, <laughs> it was, but I will say, because I was nervous for that, because um, mm. I've been interviewed as well on a panel, but I will say I was very well looked after. And the audience there we, after the panel as well, we, like groups of us had lovely chats. And I think, again, once you, once you put yourself in that situation, you learn that we're, we're all on some level here for the same reasons. Like mm. we like an aspect of the outdoors or natural world, whether mm. we're not on the same mindset of some things. But, you, you know, the amount of people that came up to me that shoot, that, you know, regularly shoot and do different things that go, well, we're actually concerned about this. We're concerned about this. And those concerns echoed what the three of us have spoke about, what mm. many of us have spoken about on many other episodes that we've done on the show. So what I think it's important not to do, because this is where conservation conflicts come in, is it makes it about these top people. And we think these are the views of everyone under that umbrella on those two sides of the fence. But that's not true. Those really, those those two sides are at the top, whereas everyone else down here are like, actually, we're fine. We actually kind of agree with each other. We all want things to change. I mean, look yeah. at the politics in this country. Like, yeah. you, you know, you've got Labour and Tories up here arguing with each other, whereas the rest of the country's like, we don't all argue every day. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, we have disagreements, but we get by. So I think it's the same in this industry. I think there's that we've got so much more common ground and it just starts with having that respectful chat and listening more. <laughs> I don't know if this was like intentional, but obviously like beyond the trigger, it kind of made me think of that because we can all get triggered. We've all got our own triggers. We've all got our own traumas, opinions, etc. So it's easy to, when you're listening to someone, to get triggered and then go, rah, rah, rah. but actually yeah. if you go beyond the trigger, if you just mm-hmm. settle for a minute, listen, yeah and then do you know what i mean so that so that really like rang home for me because my god we've all got triggers but if we just kind mm. of like go before like the red comes up just sit back keep listening 
take it in and then go that's yeah, yeah that's where the kind of the common ground can come in and it is hard like i've heard so many mm. people say countless times we've got common ground let's have a chat and i just know it doesn't happen because mm. there's no real reason to do so we think yeah. When you don't need to do it, you have put yourself in such uncomfortable situations in order to to cross that threshold and listen to those voices. I think I'd be absolutely shit my pants doing what you've done. I think it's really, I think it's brilliant. And as well as, you know, as well as doing that physically and doing it in a space like Game Fair, you've done it in the ethereal online atmosphere that is, you know, social media. You, your name and face is attributed to a podcast that is interviewing people with opinions that people don't like and i think beyond the trigger is a perfect kind of example of that isn't it yeah and and the chats that came after beyond the trigger were harder than doing beyond the trigger there was nothing hard about yeah. doing that it was beautiful yeah. it was a lovely experience a privilege and something that i will like carry my whole life and just even without watching the film remember every part of it um being out there with oscar mm. and adam and going out there a second time and just meeting these people that are doing just such incredible work like incredible like things that this country should be envious of like um and many other countries in in the global north and i think just getting to be able to sit in on some meetings and meeting people and going for walks and going to see wildlife with them was just inspiring and um but but then when you come back to the uk it all gets confusing again it, like as soon as you're not there it's like what wait what what do i think because you just have all this yeah. this all this information around and you're just like you get confused and the only thing i've not liked about doing beyond the trigger is this like i said this this disbelief in people's voice and anything you share is like that like i said that prove it prove it and it's like you know mm. why would you not believe that i don't know it's just so much disbelief there was also do you want to know the the do you want to know the best line of criticism of the film Absolutely. My yeah. favourite bit. There's not been a lot of criticism, but I'm going to share this on the podcast. Oscar's going to be rolling his eyes because he's going to be hot, dreading this. But there, there was a blog post written about the film and I like everyone was like, don't read it. I was like, oh, I'm reading it. <laughs> I think it's important to know who you want to give a slap to. So yes. I was like, I'm going to read it. And the best line was just, just for, this is an adult man. And I hope he's listening to this show that wrote this line that just said Dalton clearly doesn't have his own brain and I was like what, what are you nine years old what, like, what I'm also a massive poo-poo head as well am I you've got a stinky brain is that your journalism like Dalton doesn't have a brain and he's got cooties <laughs> so I've I've got a brain. That's how I got to the airport. <laughs> Would have been a lot harder. So yeah, but yeah, I can't remember where I was going with that. But uh, uh, the other thing is that people just don't don't like listening to the, some of the things we platform because I I'm not a professor. That's why they go like, well, who are you? Why have you done that? You're just a yeah. dog walker. I'm like, yeah. wow, ouch. <laughs> Academic snobbery. What? It really? is like you said at the beginning, Lucy. Like it is that snobbery of like what you you. But you're not 55 and live in Surrey and you didn't work at Gloucestershire University. So what the f*** should we believe you? <laughs> I love you, Ryan. <laughs> Honestly, literally, like, you're so inspiring by just being yourself. Like I, like, I just wish I could be so blunt, but so funny with it. Like, that 
that thing that I read out in the beginning is literally you like and there was something else that said lovable sarcasm as well and I was just like that's it like you're just so real yeah. I think that's what it is and that's what yeah. we're missing so much from like this environmental movement like it's just people just being real like and let people be and I think that's what I love about you Ryan is that you allow you allow yourself to be that and also inspire that in other people oh thanks yeah. But I, totally I would encourage everyone, agree. everyone do it. Every Just be your truth, for God's sake. You get a blip in time on this planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's so quick. Don't waste an opportunity. Mm-hmm. And don't give a f- if like, you lose followers for saying something. They don't. They matter, but it's not going to kill you. Like mm-hmm. If you want to like challenge someone on something politely and respectfully, do it. Have a conversation. Like yeah. it's, just, it's just not the end of the world, yeah. But yeah. make sure you've got Professor in front of your name. It's way, way easier. Maybe I should just do that. I should just put Professor Ryan Dalton on Twitter. Yeah, get rid of Eco Freak. It's all yeah, about Professor. professor. <laughs> Twitter's Hang gone on, downhill since Musk. I'm pretty sure you can do it. Is Professor Green a professor? If he can do it, I'm doing it. Ryan, get him do on it. the show and ask him. Oh, Dalton. It would make conversations way easier on Twitter. <laughs> Your rebuttal um, to that, that criticism, I'm a professor. I'm, I'm actually <laughs> <laughs> what university mind your own business <laughs> see the thing is, is is with a platform like your podcast your, your average Joe person or your normal you know perhaps younger person or somebody that's starting to get interested in nature and conservation and all the outdoors they, they look into this world and you can see that huge chasm that is academia it's so intimidating it's so mm. threatening everybody yeah, talks so about this Keep scientific language trying to out each other with the science all the time, <laughs> and it's all—it's all just it's. I'm potty mouthing. Sorry, Oscar, you're gonna have to put some <laughs> little bird noises in here. Um, it, it's dick swinging. It is because it's—it's mm-hmm. it's, all—it's all nodding to each other. It's all within their own culture, and it's all about kind of you know very blunt conversations, and it just takes the human element out of it. And you know the the really blunt fact of the matter is we're in really big trouble when it comes to biodiversity in nature. Like we're heading into this hellhole of a crisis mm-hmm. and you're not going to get your average normal person to care about minutiae detail in science. You're just never going to get it. You're never going to get it. It's going to be surface level. And the thing that connects people at the surface level is real conversation. Like you said, it's humor, it's enthusiasm. It's just being a normal self, talking to somebody like you do over a pint at the pub. And that mm-hmm. I think is what you've just got in buckets and what you've done wonderfully on Into the Wild. I think it's just, I think it's brilliant. And you've kind of brought together this community. Like, and when you speak to anybody who's been a guest on the podcast or whether they've listened to the podcast, everybody just has this reaction of just, oh, right, he's just mint. And like everybody clutches their heart and it's just like, oh, it's just brilliant. And you've made people feel that. And this isn't even a question, it's just a rant. I think you should be proud. <laughs> I'm just going to close the door because the dogs ran in. Um... <laughs> Classic. Um, no, thank you. No, I, 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 I also feel that though because I think like I didn't mean. No one means to make a community. It just happens. Like I think you just have this kind of like thing, and I think there's so many other beautiful nature podcasts out there where it all filters through. We've got our own little WhatsApp group of UK nature pods, and it's like we converse, we share, we advise, we help each other and stuff. And I think you know, if if we take one thing from lockdown, it was that that you can have community and it's you know i think that's continued to grow in areas um in the uk across all sectors um especially wildlife and uh, conservation so yeah it's certainly been a journey it feels like we're doing the last ever episode we're not we all keep going in 2023 <laughs> things will be changing but we are doing more episodes 
Yeah, but it's going to be like three weeks of like drinking beer and sherry now, isn't it? So it's it's, it's a long, it's a hibernation. Absolutely. <laughs> Last question: Should we should we wrap up? I'm I'm turning into a host again, so we need to wrap up. <laughs> should we, we do the question that you ask everyone to yes. you? Yes. All right. Well, if you could pass on one bit of advice um, to connect with the natural world or about the natural world to anyone. What would it be, Ryan Dalton? I would advise to lay down in nature. Oh, it's, so um, good. <laughs> because it stops you and it makes you look around. I mean, look out for dogs. <coughs> Don't do it too publicly because you do look a bit odd. Like, I'm, you just do. So find somewhere remote and just lay down and just genuinely listen. That's what I would say to connect with nature because um, it's beautiful. It's just a lovely thing to do. And there is another bit of advice I would say to remember about uh, conservation, and that is for anyone on any level, if you're working in wildlife conservation, if you're studying it, if you're just interested in it, just remember there is no one way to do things. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. It changes everywhere. It changes. London cannot be managed in the same way the Isle of Butte can. Yeah. <laughs> so it's all different. <laughs> um, yeah. So those would be my two bits of advice. Lay down, drink, <laughs> and there's no one way to do things. The manual for life right there. <laughs> 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 um, thank you both so much for interviewing me. That was actually oh. that was just a chat. Literally, no, thank you. You're freaking incredible. That's what you make it feel like. So I think <laughs> you know, it doesn't nice. feel like you're being grilled. It still feels like you both should have had a red book and it was like, duh, 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 this is your life kind of thing. <laughs> or like my teacher was gonna walk around the corner and be like, ah, oh, hello, I'm back. <laughs> Um, thank you so uh, so much for coming on. Have a lovely Christmas. Yeah, What's your you Christmas too, drink, you. Lucy? Campari. Campari. You love Campari. I love Campari. I mean, that's I think, not my Christmas drink. That's just my drink. That's just yeah, every day. <laughs> if you cut Lucy, um, she bleeds Campari. I like I like I like a dry sherry at about ten o'clock on Christmas Day morning. A dry sherry. Ooh. Yeah. That's interesting. Chantelle, what's yours? I'm going to sound like an old posh white man, but... Um, Stella. I'll throw, yeah, I'll throw in a bit of uh, commoner in there. I like a bit of port and lemonade. Cherry <laughs> and port and lemonade. This has surprised me. <laughs> there you go. Wow. I might I try that. Know. Sounds a bit like a cheeky vintage. I might try that. Give it, it does a go. actually, yeah. Pretty nice. Mine changes on the hour. Go on. Not set. I'm so used to being in a house with my mum and dad where it's like, right, we start with like Prosecco in the morning, not posh enough for champagne. Um, so we start with Prosecco and then like 11, we go like, oh, we can have a beer now, can't we? We can have a beer. beer. Then like about <laughs> one o'clock, we go, oh no, I have an ale now. I have an ale. <laughs> and three o'clock, I go, I have a whiskey. And my mum goes, Lee, my brother, you can't have a whiskey, you'll pass out. And he goes, no, I won't. He has a whiskey and he falls <laughs> every year. <laughs> so it's just a mixing bonanza yeah we're just, we're, we can drink a lot my family it's scary <laughs> thank you so much for coming on oh, thank for you being on. it's been lovely thanks Ryan you're incredible bye 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 thanks again for listening everyone if you'd like to keep up to date with the guests that have appeared in today's Into the Wild episode then you can do so on social media their tags are in the write up of this episode 
Also, you can follow us on social media at Into the Wild Pod on Twitter and Into the Wild Podcast on Instagram. And if you'd like to get in touch about Into the Wild or ask any questions or suggest any ideas for some episodes, you can email me at intothewildpod at gmail.com. A quick note to say that all the opinions and expressions expressed in today's episode belong to the person that said them and do not represent those opinions held by Into the Wild or anyone that we work with or are affiliated with. Into the Wild always aims to be a free show, however running it is not free. If you'd like to support us and say thanks, then you can do so by buying me a coffee. Our Ko-fi link is in the write-up of this episode. Until next time, keep well, stay safe and live the good life.